Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry. Um, Y'all, we are clearly going through it as a country, as a world. um, But you know what? I want it to be like a safe space for us, you guys. I want to be a... I know the news can be like super overwhelming. I'm very overwhelmed myself to the point where admittedly, it's, you know, it's really getting to me emotionally and mentally. Um, Uh... I'm feeling a lot better, thank God, but, uh, yeah, this is a lot. This is an unprecedented situation in our lives, and I just want to be an escape. I hope that I am able to do that. So, a little bit of news. One, I want to be posting a lot more. Well, not a lot more. I don't want to, like, inundate you guys with content. Um, But I will be posting a little bit more. Um, Two, I want to, like, at least once a week, just offer an escape. And that's what this episode is going to be. It's just, like, let's talk about everyone's business (laughs) except for Corona, right? (laughs) Um, So, let's, yeah, let's just get into it. I, you know... 
obviously the news, the petty news is a little bit light in the past week because nobody's going anywhere, but I'm hoping for a lot of drama. I'm hoping for a lot of like internet drama to um, come about. But as of now, let's just go into what I was able to find. First of all, I think a great thing that's happened over the couple, uh, the last couple days is if you guys go onto Instagram, there is a guy named DJ D nice who has been doing these hashtag club quarantine, um, like DJ sets every night for the past few nights. A lot of, uh, celebrities have checked in. He does them like as of now, he's been doing them every night. Um, so I would check him out. It's at D N I C E on Instagram. They're awesome. He's a like a legend in the like hip hop scene. He's like from like the origins of hip hop. He plays, he's been playing great music. You can see like a ton of celebrities check in everybody from like Michelle Obama to Rihanna to, um, just like a ton of people, uh, Candy Burris, you know, just a bunch of people. Uh, you guys, the the music really is really great. You can see like, it's really kind of interesting to see like that many celebrities check in and like be um, supportive of him. Um, they had John Legend come in and play or like collaborate with him. So it's a really good time. So I would definitely suggest that um, that happens every evening. Um, you know, grab a drink, grab a glass of wine and and listen to some great music. Um, secondly, let's talk about Amanda Bynes, you guys. Amanda, as we all know, has been, you know, she's been through the ringer in the past few years. Um, but she seemed to be kind of stabilizing in the last year or two. She's been, you know, going to fashion school. She's been sober, she says, for like a, a little bit over a year. Um, she hopped on the scene excuse me, she hopped on the scene on Instagram, uh, I'm gonna say maybe like a couple months ago and excuse me, you guys, um, she has a new boyfriend, uh, but yeah, she announced that she was pregnant a couple weeks ago, but now she announced basically what she did was she posted a picture and her, um, Instagram is at Amanda Bynes Real. She posted a picture a few days ago of an ultrasound that had her name on the top, all all that. Um, yeah, she said she was really excited. She and her boyfriend, I believe his name is Paul. Uh, she has what I'm not sure is a face tattoo or if she's just drawing it, but she's got a heart on her cheek. Um, basically, yeah, she announced that she was pregnant and it seems like that might be the case. Unfortunately, because she's under conservatorship, I think that there's a little bit of, um, back and forth as to whether or not her parents would actually get custody of this child when it's born rather than going to the custody of Amanda, which is very concerning. Both, both options are pretty concerning if we're going to be honest, but, uh, yeah, I, this is, um, interesting thing I'm definitely going to be keeping up with, but yeah, definitely seems like she's pregnant. So congratulations to her. Speaking of pregnancies, um, Malika Hack of Khloe Kardashian best friend fame uh, announced that she had her baby. His name is Ace Flores. She had the baby with rapper OT Genesis. If you guys don't know him, he does. Oh, gosh. Uh, the song I'm in love with the Coco. Uh, if you guys watched Beachella, um, he did that like everybody mad. That's him. 
so yeah, he's like a big, a big rapper. They have been on and off for years now. Uh, and they were very much off when she announced her pregnancy. It seems like things might be back on now that the baby is born. That baby, you guys look at OT Genesis and look at that child, that boy, <laughs> like carbon copy. The Malika is nowhere in him. It's crazy how much he looks like his father but yeah that is a mess that I have been very interested in because y'all know I love the Kardashians uh and I find Chloe and Malika have a lot of similarities in the way they date their choot their pickers if you will um seem to be completely off the rails so I I just love mess I it's <laughs> interesting to me that that Malika could watch Chloe go through all the things that she's gone through with her last relationship and pregnancy and be like, yeah, let's, I'm going to do that too. No problem. <laughs> it's, it's a choice, but you know, a muzzle to Malika. Um, thirdly, I want to talk about Morgan Stewart. If you guys remember, there was a show on E! called Rich Kids of Beverly Hills, which I maintain that outside of Keeping Up with the Kardashians is probably the best reality show that that show has had since Keeping Up. It has been uh, since canceled, but I I always really loved it. Um, it had EJ, <laughs> excuse me, EJ. Um, oh my God, what is his name? EJ Johnson, Magic Johnson's son, on it. Um, it was just like a great romp of like truly very wealthy kids. There was a girl named Dorothy Wang, who's beautiful, stunning. Her dad is like a literal billionaire, so it's just very interesting. There's a <laughs> there's a one scene Dorothy who's Asian has a conversation with a guy named, oh my gosh, I can't remember his name, but he was gay and he was having a conversation with her about like the trials of being gay. And he was like, you have no, no idea what it's like to be a minority. And she looks at him like, hello. (laughs) It was such a great little rump, but yeah, Morgan Stewart has now gone on to, uh, be like one of the top anchors, I guess at E. I don't watch E news, but I know she's very much, uh, I don't think she does red carpet stuff. I think she's more of like a daytime girl. Uh, but yeah, she's, she's gone on to have her own career. She announced that she is, uh, now dating. She used to be married to a guy named Brendan who worked and I think still works for the agency, which is, uh, um, Kyle Richard's husband, Mauricio's booming real estate agency. But anyway, they got a divorce. She announced the other day that she is now dating Jordan McGraw. Now, is this interesting? Jordan McGraw is one of Dr. Phil's sons. Is it interesting? Not particularly, but I encourage you. And I think this was maybe more of a Twitter thing. So if you guys are on Twitter, check this out. Jordan McGraw is the owner of one of the most hideous homes that I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I think that... It first went viral because I think people thought that it was Dr. Phil's home, but it's actually, it was actually Jordan's. It is a nightmare. It, there are, it's just like, imagine like a bordello plus Ozzy Osbourne plus street art. It's truly one of the most hideous homes I've ever seen in my life. Like money can't buy you class. For sure. (laughs) Luann was right about that. Um, So yeah, they're dating. Uh, I also wanted to talk about Drag Race. Uh, 
I have been loving Drag Race this season. I think that it has been one of the strongest competitors. I I don't think everybody agrees with that, but I honestly think, like, I think all these girls are very strong. They started off with a two-episode premiere in which they split the girls in half. Um, they're the first round, the first episode. Nobody got eliminated the first two episodes. Um, we've had an elimination since then. I won't spoil. Um, but there was drama with, I think, what is looking like the front runner of Drag Race. So let me get into this. Uh, one of the drag... Uh, contestants name is Sherry Pye. Um, there have been a host of accusations about Sherry um, being a catfish, but really like the catfish from hell. So the Sherry's real name is Joey Googly Melly. Um, basically, these men are accusing Joey of using a false identity to pressure them into sharing photos and videos. So basically what Joey was doing was posting as a posing as a casting director and he would email these people basically like having them send audition tapes, having them like making up roles for them that were like humiliating. So they they would send these videos that were like of them, like masturbating, doing degrading things. Um, And yeah, he used to go to a school upstate New York called SUNY uh, state of the state university of New York, Cortland. uh, And, also in at an acting studio in, in Nebraska. So basically what happened, there's a guy named Joe, excuse me, Ben Shimkus. And he goes on Facebook to, this is like three weeks ago. He goes on Facebook to talk, he'll tell a story about Sherry. So he says, I have a weird story to tell about Sherry Pie. RuPaul's Drag Race season 12 started last week. It's an exciting time in the gay community. We get a chance for our culture to be broadcast on national television, an area that for far too long has omitted our narrative, despite how much pop culture draws from our scene. Throughout the month, you will undoubtedly hear some gay man pine that it's our equivalent to the Super Bowl. Um, So let me see. Okay, so he attended the Cortland State University's musical theater program with Sherry Pie. Uh, said at the time that they met, she, Joey slash Sherry was a junior. I'm going to, I'm just going to say Sherry from now on. Um, so, okay. They also have an extensive history behind, uh, aside from their, uh, school, they worked at a theater in Michigan. So they had like a fairly closer you know, relationship. So then he's a senior. Sherry was no longer attending college at the point. So another close friend reached out to him to tell him that there was an audition for a new play at the prestigious playwrights horizon in New York city with a role that I was good for. He gave me an email for an woman named Allison Mossy, who immediately seemed interested in my work upon receiving my email. Allison and I went through an email thread that lasted over 115 emails in about three weeks. We covered topics of pay, living situations in the city, where I would have to leave, uh, when I would have to leave school for rehearsals and conversations about acting choices for the character. I had to film scenes that felt particularly sexual and awkward, but the opportunity seemed too good to be true to let the over-sexual nature of or my inhibitions get in the way. I simply told myself that my parents wouldn't be allowed to see the show, but I wanted the professional experience and the bright, shiny object on my resume. 
There were a few days where I wouldn't get any response from Allison at all. I would eventually email her asking for a response. I was considered, I considered dropping out of school for the opportunity. Uh, eventually she got back to me and said she hadn't responded because she had no internet access, which I found hard to believe being that she was working for one of the premier theaters in New York city. I eventually grew weary of some of the back and forth that seemed to be going nowhere and reached out to the playwright, playwrights horizon directly to ask about their relationship with Allison Mossy. The person that I contacted notified me that nobody within the community had ever heard of her. Then he went back to reach out to the friend who originally got uh, this email contact. He too was a callback for a different show with the same woman. I told him not to contact her again. I also asked uh, where he had gotten the contact from. And that's where he found out that the contact was from Sherry Pye, who was adamant that he had a friendship with Allison. So then he starts telling his friends about what happened to them and Basically, one of his best friends told him that a colleague that had worked at a theater doing hairspray with Sherry had also had the same experience with, quote unquote, Allison Mossy. Another friend had said the same thing was happened to somebody she knew. Her friend was also in close contact with Sherry. Whenever Sherry seemed to go, Allison would follow. Since being open about my experience, six people have corroborated stories with me. Um, So then he goes on to say, like, he had to cope with the fact that the videos that he had sent Allison slash Sherry were not for the benefit of her, his career. Um, there were specific video s- submissions I sent were of me taking steroids and immediately growing larger muscles and gaining physical power. Um, then he would, you know, talk about like armpit stuff and, and things like that. So it started with Ben Shimkiss's uh, accusations against Sherry. Um, so then BuzzFeed News got interviewed other men, um, that described similar situations with Joey slash Sherry. Um, so basically Sherry has been posing as a casting director named Allison Mossy. Um, they, like I said, people were masturbating on camera for her. Um, so then in response to the story, uh, Sherry posted a Facebook status saying, I want to start by saying how sorry I am that I caused so much trauma and pain and how horribly embarrassed and disgusted I am with myself. He added that in making drag race, he learned about the importance of taking care of his mental health. I've been seeking help and receiving treatment since coming back to New York. I truly apologize to everybody I've hurt with my actions. I also want to say how sorry I am to my sisters of Stephen 12 and honestly, the whole network and production company. So basically, you know, since Drag Race came out three weeks ago, these accusations were like kind of whispered about last month, but then they really came out when the show came out. So obviously this creates a really bad position for uh, World of Wonder, who produces Drag Race and the show as a whole. There were a lot of people who wanted to um, scrap the show completely and just like, is like going to be a lost season of drag race there are people that wanted sherry edited out um since these accusations have come out uh world of wonder has said like they're basically they're doing their best to like edit sherry out as much as possible and you see it like you can tell from like the 
very first episode and that that also that Sherry was going to be disqualified. That to me, and I think to a lot of people suggested that Sherry had made it to the finals because, you know, what they do is they go through the whole season and then at the end of the season, they have like a live uh, challenge. It's not like super live. It's like they film it like maybe a couple weeks uh, before the actual announcement of who won. So the announcement that she would be disqualified from the finale seemed to be suggesting that she made it to the finale. Uh, So it's very clear that Sherry, when you watch a show, is a front runner. Like in the first episode, she gets a lot of screen time. She gets a lot of talking heads, probably more than anybody else. And it's just very clear that they're like, if you guys watch Drag Race, it's kind of like, she, to me, seemed poised to be kind of like the Nina West, the like curvy kind of camp Broadway style, like heart of gold, what have you. Uh, yeah, so this is like a huge mess. I mean, I, I'm glad that they didn't scrap the whole season because, like I said, I think this season is one of the strongest that I've ever seen. And it would really be a shame that like, we wouldn't be able to get to see all these other girls work because of Sherry. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really am loving the season so far. I think that, um, Leslie Jones, who was on last episode was by far the best guest judge that I've ever seen. (laughs) She is like truly like, and this is kind of like, she really set the standard for me. I haven't watched every season of drag race, but um, from what I've seen, hands down, far and away, Leslie Jones was the best host. And I wish that they would find people who were as invested in the show as Leslie was. Like she, you can tell she's a true, true fan. Like everybody goes on the show and they're like, oh, I love you, Rue. Like, oh, I'm such a fan of the show and I'm such a fan of you. But like Leslie was like living her best life. She could not believe like that she was actually getting to see RuPaul and, and like see these things happen in the show in real life. Like I thought it was a great show. And frankly, I wish that that, um, Leslie could be on a lot of episodes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that is it. Um, Also wanted to get into some flipping out drama. So y'all know I used to love flipping out. I love Jeff Lewis. I thought he was like, I thought flipping out was one of the better shows on Bravo. It's definitely like one of the OG shows that had been on for years. Um, There had been accusations. uh, Basically... The show was shelved because Jeff and his partner Gage had a baby and he made some pretty disturbing, well, they both did, Gage and Jeff, maybe even more Gage, made some pretty disturbing comments about uh, the surrogate's body during the show. And I think that there was some legal gray area about whether, well, okay, so the surrogate claims that she did not give permission for them to film any part of the birthing process, but we see quite a bit of it. And then we also see like, uh, Gage make a comment about how, about her pubic hair and how they're like, how like disgusted it was. It was like a really, really gross thing to do. So the show has not been on air since then. And that's been a couple years now. Now, also a big part of the show was that Jeff and Gage had a, kind of, you know, like a really complicated, contentious relationship. They worked together. They worked together in their home. There was just like a lot of pressure. You know, Jeff is a very type A by the book personality and they would often butt heads. So it, you know, continuously as we saw their relationship, it seemed like 
there was a lot of love being lost and they have since broken up. Um, so yeah, they have been basically kind of in a war since their breakup, especially when it comes to their daughter Monroe and the custody about that. So, um, just a few days ago, Gage filed a lawsuit against Jeff asking for spousal support. Um, so Gage wants 50-50 custody of Monroe, um, and he also wants Gage to change, he also wants Jeff to change Monroe's name from Monroe Christine Lewis to Monroe Christine Edwards Lewis. Um, I'm really curious, like, if you guys could tell me what the implications of, I'm just very curious about, like, where Gage would stand in terms of uh, legal rights to this child because they, how do I, I think that they said on the show that they were going to start with, they wanted to have more than one child and that they were going to start with Jeff's sperm first. Like this child is, looks just like Jeff. It's very clear that it's biologically Jeff's. Um, and the only reason why I mention that is because Jeff and Gage were together for 10 years, but they never got married. Um, so I, I'm just wondering, like, if anybody could tell me, like, what, how much of a gray area this is if, one, they never got married, and two, the child is not biologically Gage's, like, what does he have to stand on? I, I'm not sure. Um... Yeah, so it seems like Gage is really happy. I think Jeff has a new boyfriend who looks not unlike Gage. <laughs> so I I am very interested in seeing what happens with that. Um, what else do we have on the docket, you guys? I wanted to do like a just a suggestion of things that you guys can do in your free time. Uh, and yeah, here we go. First of all, the documentary that's sweeping the nation is something called Tiger King. Um, there is a guy, <laughs> this is like a really, really wild story of a guy who is owning these like exotic animals. Of course, of course, this happened in Florida. Uh, the guy goes by a name of Joe Exotic. So basically he's like a zookeeper, if you want to call it that, slash animal, exotic animal collector. Um, obviously there are very like weird implications, like owning exotic animals is like, I don't think is an acceptable thing to do. Um, so basically this is kind of like about his story, about how people try to take the animals because there is abuse, there's murder involved. It's like a whole, whole situation. So that is now on Netflix. And there's also a podcast about it. Oh my gosh. Let me look what the name of the podcast is. Sorry, y'all. Um, okay. So the name of the podcast is, is it called Joe Exotic? Yeah. Joe Exotic Tiger King. It's all, okay. Sorry. It's called Over My Dead Body is the name of the podcast, but Joe Exotic, the Tiger King is like the sub, uh, title. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. I mean, this guy is like, just look at a picture of him and you'll see this is a show to watch. Um, I would also suggest Paris is burning. Paris is burning is an old documentary from the nineties. It's all about the, 
the ball scene in Harlem, you know, hearkening back to Drag Race, this is kind of like where they got their footing. Like the gays and trans members of Harlem and the Bronx would have these balls where they would, you know, dress up, do realness, uh, and do these competitions. It is a fascinating, fascinating documentary. I think one of the best ones. It's something that I could watch probably like once a month and ha- and just like love it. Um, it gets into the origins of reading and it gets into the or- origins of shade. Um, you're going to hear a lot of uh, phrases and quotes that you hear in, in pop culture that have originated from them. I think it is such, such a good documentary. It really gives you like a glimpse into the lives um you guys if you guys watch pose which is a great another suggestion a lot of like season one of pose is heavily heavily influenced and even season two was heavily influenced by the stories and the characters and the people of paris is burning so that i think absolutely a high recommendation for me another one if we're getting into tv shows Truly, you guys, if you guys have Hulu, you can watch, and if you've watched Real Housewives of New York before, you can turn on any episode of Real Housewives of New York, and all of them are good. You'll find entertainment in all of them. Like, truly do Housewives Roulette, pick any episode, any season. Looking back, it it's gold. I mean, truly... If anybody else would say, like, New York, Real Housewives of New York is the gold standard of Housewives. And I won't hear anything of it. I know that they weren't the first one. I know that they're maybe not the most glamorous ones. But Real Housewives of New York gives me, in my opinion, everything that a Housewives show should give you. They have money. They go on vacations. They have issues. They have personal relationships with each other that makes um their fights seem more genuine um rather than like you know like oh we're just seeing each other filming i haven't seen you since the reunion like a lot of times that happens in like orange county and stuff um i truly any episode you can watch it is a good one um secondly if you guys want to start a bravo show married to medicine atlanta Real Housewives of Potomac, the newest show, Family Karma, is like, I'm loving it. It's only a few episodes in. I watched two episodes yesterday. I think it is a great show. It is um, kind of unlike other shows. I mean, it follows these... Okay, so maybe it's kind of like Mexican dynasties in that it follows like multiple families and they all have like connections with each other that go back years and years. Um, It's about an Indian community in South Florida. I think the characters are really compelling. I think, you know, they all it's like a group of like 20, 30 somethings um, that have all grown up together in this like tight knit tight-knit Indian community and it follows all their families and how the families have beef with one another and how the families have friendships with one another. There's, uh, you know, this crew of aunties, which is like an older women that they all gossip and they talk about the younger ones. Um, there is a lot of breaking of the fourth wall, which I think is really, really cool to see on Bravo. You don't see it very often, but there are like times where literally like the first episode, 
one of the characters is making like a soup or something and she's like can you try this and she <laughs> makes the cameraman try the soup um it is honestly i think it's off to a great start i i really am really liking it there's a lot of um insight into the desi community which i think is really fascinating i i really really am enjoying it so i highly recommend hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, <clears throat> secondly, or not secondly, whatever. <laughs> Another suggestion is cook. I know that a lot of people find cooking very stressful. It is very much the opposite for me. I love to cook. I am not like the best at it by any means, but I find it very relaxing. I love to like look up recipes. If you guys are afraid to cook or bake, baking might be a little bit more stressful because you do kind of have to be more uh, exacting in your measurements and stuff like that. But there's a lot of, I think people feel like stifled and overwhelmed by cooking, but just find something you like, find something you want to eat and realize how, you know, look up on Google and say easy, what easy enchiladas, easy, you know, and, and start from there. I, I think in these times, like, you know, obviously a lot of us can't go out. <laughs> so bring the restaurant to you, you know, and you know, open a glass of wine and make something fabulous. I could not recommend it more quarantine or not. Um, another two podcasts that I want to recommend, um, if you guys are podcast listeners from back in the day, there was a podcast that was so funny called Rana and Beverly. It was these two, um, women, two actresses, Jamie Denbo and Jessica Chaffin, who poses these characters called Ron and Beverly. They're two like women of a certain age come from Boston. Um, Rana is kind of like this very like super chic comes from money, uh, you know, has it all together. She's got this, you know, gorgeous house. Her son, you know, is like the perfect son in her eyes. Beverly is a mess. She's a disaster. She says things that are completely not PC, that are completely like, they're just so funny. Unfortunately, the podcast is no longer, but in this year, both of them have come out with podcasts of their own as the characters, Rana and Beverly. So I would recommend, first of all, Ask Rana. Um, that is a show, it's basically just an advice show that she does with Brian Safi, one of the hosts of Throwing Shade. And The Human Condition is Beverly's podcast, which actually has not come out yet, but there is a teaser episode um, 
that's available that gives you like a pretty pretty good insight into the the psyche of Beverly <laughs> Beverly. They're so funny and uh yeah, I'm not really into like characters, but like something about these women they're it's just like a seamless integration into like these women. They're like fully fleshed out characters and they're so great. Um another thing organize. I find organizing to be very comforting. Use this time to like clean out the shit that you have just been staring at, that pile that you've just been staring at. Um, really like organize your space in like a, a Chloe Kardashian close CD kind of way. I think that there's nothing better than like just like a clean, nice space. So definitely try that. Okay. Another thing, um, if we're going to go to, let's say YouTube, um, the Harper's Bazaar food diaries that they do with celebrities, I think is very interesting. There's something about like seeing celebrities talk about their normal lives because they're kind of like towing the edge between the normalcy that we know and like the normalcy that they know as celebrities and as very wealthy people. <laughs> and so like to see their version of normal is always very fascinating to me. Um, I think Kylie, Kylie Jenner has one. Kelly Ripa had one that just come out, came out where she talks about how she does not eat any chewable food before live uh, with Kelly and Ryan. And then she allows herself a porridge, what she calls it of an apple, and I think some almond butter and like something else. She's like, that's my, that's my porridge is like a single apple. <laughs> um, also the architectural digest house tours are very fascinating. I would start with <laughs> Liv Tyler's that happened last year. She goes, um, and goes through the tour. It's like cribs, but way more pretentious, uh, and yeah, Liv Tyler's is so funny. <laughs> She's like a very um, strange person. Like I never watched Lord of the Rings, but she, the, from the pictures that I see of her <laughs> in the movie, she seems like a very like ethereal kind of like beauty. I don't know. I even know what you would call it, but she is so strange <laughs> in this thing. It's just like breathy voice, like just like the way she just speaks and she talks about how, um, you know, it looks like everything has always been here, but actually it hasn't like, yeah, girl, you bought a house, an empty house, and then you filled it. And that's why the things are there. <laughs> it goes on about how much she loves her, her telephone, her landline. I'm never going to leave it. Like how much she loves pocket doors. <laughs> it's like the house is beautiful. It's, very like I always love seeing a house tour, an apartment tour, especially in New York. As a New Yorker, like I love seeing how other people live, especially rich people. Um, so yeah, I would definitely check that out. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Oh, <laughs> I found this funny article about Meghan Markle. So Meghan Markle was on a show called Cuts and. Basically, okay, so the guy named Simon Rex, who's an actor, um, I think he used to do, like, gay porn back in the 90s. Check that out. Google that if you haven't seen it. But now he's, like, an actor. He, he used to be on, like, MTV back in the day. But basically, Simon, he used to date Paris Hilton. He 
claims that a British tabloid offered him $70,000 to say that he hooked up with Megan. And he says, I say no to a lot of money because I didn't feel right lying. I said no to a lot of money because I didn't feel like lying and fucking up the fucking royal family. Um, he shared this on a podcast. He said, it was a lot of money, man. I think they offered me like $70,000. Um, so he said that they basically the extent of their relationship is that they interacted on set and that they had one lunch with each other. Um, he said, nothing happened. We never even kissed. We hung out in a very non datey way. Um, <clears throat> basically uh he just said like that he tried to kiss her and that she pulled back and was complaining that he had garlic breath (laughs) so he said i just felt so dumb we laughed about it she wasn't rude about it or anything she was honest she was turned off it was an awkward moment um then he said not long after she friend zoned him which he says sucked um but then he was saying like now he's saying that this is somebody I just met on a TV show. Um, so now he's claiming that he didn't even really know her like that. So that is very interesting. Um, I think that is going to be it for you. Oh, gosh, do I even want to talk about this? Do I want to get into the Taylor Swift of it all? Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> so... Uh, you guys last a couple of days ago again we're going over the taylor swift kanye west kim kardashian tape heard around the world from four effing years ago that we're still talking about in 2020 uh, so we all remember when you know taylor said that kanye hurt her then uh kim one night came out on snapchat releasing the tapes of Taylor actually agreeing to, you know, and saying that she had no problem with the lyrics of Famous, in which, you know, Conway, Kanye goes, you know, I feel like Taylor might owe me sex. I made that bitch famous. So a couple nights ago, a 25 minute video of that came out, which basically, I mean, obviously the point of the whole thing was to see that conversation in full. No way in hell I'm watching a 20 minute, 25 minute video about this, but I got the crux of it in like a couple minutes. It was basically like, it's a little bit of a gray area, kind of, because Taylor seemed to take issue with the fact that he called her a bitch, but I think a lot of people were like, well, why aren't you offended by the fact that he says that he feels like he owes you sex, that you owe him sex? Um... So the, in the conversation, Kanye is, seems very nervous and he's very much like hyping it up and saying like, oh, you know, like I was wondering if I should do this. I showed it to Kim. I let other people listen to it. I thought it was so hot. Kim's like, this is her favorite line. So she's like, well, she's obviously very hesitant. She's like, well, what is it? <laughs> you know, because like when people hype something up like that so bad, you're like, well, Good God, what did you say? So then he goes, um, you know, to all my South Side niggas that know me best, I feel like Taylor might owe me sex. And she laughs and says, well, that's not mean. And then she also goes on to tell Kanye, I'm glad it's not mean, though. But like, oh, my God, the buildup you gave it, I thought it was going to be like, quote, that stupid dumb bitch, but it's not. And so then later in the conversation, he goes, all right, okay, now what if later in the song I said, 
uh, I made her famous. And then Taylor says, it's just kind of like, whatever at this point. I mean, she's like, but I mean, you've got to tell the story the way it happened to you and the way that you've experienced it. Like you honestly didn't know who I was before that, meaning the, the VMAs where he took the award from her. You obviously didn't know who I was before that. Like, it doesn't matter if I sold 7 million copies of an album before you did that, which is what happened. You didn't know who I was before that. It's fine. But um, yeah, I can't wait to hear it. So obviously, um, you know, Kanye West is over, Kim Kardashian is over, I started trending on Twitter. To be honest with you, I don't really think that this reveals a whole lot more or vindicates Taylor, really. I think if it did, we would have, it wouldn't have taken four years for this video to come out. Um, I, how do I say this? I think, hmm. Sometimes you got to take an L, you guys. Sometimes you just have to take an L. Sometimes you're not going to get the closure that you hope for. Sometimes you're not going to get the vindication that you hope for. And I think at this point, like, it would really benefit Taylor's mental health to let this situation go. Like, I think the more you keep bringing up this, and she had been on top, like, she didn't directly say anything about this but apparently she was on tumblr liking posts of people who were supporting her and talking about how this vindicates her yada 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 um i think you just gotta let it go sometimes y'all like i think people have made this is like a four year in the making five year in the making situation people have made their their opinions like you either don't care or you're team Taylor or your team came into Kanye. Like that's just how it is. Like at this point to try to like convince people to come to your side, is just like a little bit desperate, a little bit thirsty. And I just don't think it really serves her. Just like, I don't think that that beef that she had with Scooter Braun and her uh, record label her former record label was serving her last year. I just think that, I I don't know. I think it's really irresponsible to like stick your fans on people, especially because we know how uh, hardcore these stands really get. Um, they really do things that are not appropriate and could actually cause, you know, like immediate harm in people. Like people threaten people and they will ride for you. Like Taylor, more than anybody should know, like she's had a host of like stalkers and people that have harassed her that she's had to, you know, put restraining orders against like this shit is real people are not well <laughs> I, I don't think it's I, I think it's really irresponsible to like continuously like <sighs> I don't be the victim for lack of a better phrase um I, I just wish that she would move on just like make your music for the people that love you and which there are millions you're doing just fine girl and just like leave this guy alone like I you know I you can say a lot of things about Kanye but he, I mean, for the most part has like not really said anything about this in quite some time. And so I, I just wish that Taylor would follow suit. Um, but yeah, is that it for me, you guys? I think so. I will be back, um, later to talk about, um, 90 Day Fiance. I'm having a total, total meltdown. Um, should I talk about Married at First Sight? I'll just, I'll just do a quick recap of Married at First Sight because I forgot I didn't do it this week. Um, what did I think? So this was, uh, 
kind of not decision day, but it was sort of like the midway point of decision day, which um, the couples had to meet up with the guys met up with Pastor Cal and the girls met up with uh, uh, Dr. Viviana. They discussed like, what is this that we need moving forward to continue? Like, what is it that you need to at this point to say yes at actual decision day? And so uh, yeah, I, gosh, let's just get down to the couples. Um, okay, so Jessica and Austin, super boring. There's no real, uh, thing there. Their basic thing is that, like, Jessica really wants to tell Austin that she loves him, but she doesn't want to, like, put herself out there like that because he has not said anything, <clears throat> Well, he has said something. It was basically just like, I don't want to uh, say it right now, basically. (laughs) I mean, uh, yeah, so they were, they were pretty fine. There really was no beef with them. Dr. Viviana encouraged Jessica to actually just say how she feels to uh, Austin. And so basically, like, they... They meet with the individual experts and then they come together and say like, oh, this is what I said my decision was. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, she, Viviana encouraged her to tell Austin how she feels to tell him that he loves him. Don't care about his reaction, but she ends up like chickening out and doesn't say anything. Um, then... Okay, so then we get um, Michael and Mika, and they, (sighs) Michael keeps talking about how he's the emotional core, as he puts it, of their relationship, and how uh, Mika, every time, (laughs) and about how Mika is, like, it's basically just not, like, she's, like, kind of off-putting. Now, it's very clear that, like, Mika is kind of like me in a way it's like if there's an elephant in the room or if there's something that like I don't feel is resolved like it's gonna show on my face it's gonna show on my attitude and so Michael's problem is that he's basically just looking for more affection out of Mika and Viviana's like oh are you creating a soft place for him to land which it's like Mika's like oh well yeah maybe I should just like be a little bit more gentle but I'm like is Michael creating a soft space for you to land with all of his lies? Because it seems like he's got the net out. And then as soon as you're ready to fall, it comes out from under you. But they seem to want to, uh, make it work. Now, the craziest thing is that it's been very obvious for the past few episodes that Taylor and Brandon were not going to be working out. Brandon was completely checked out of the relationship. He had no desire to, uh, continue talking to her to be in the relationship he didn't want to be on the show shockingly taylor and brandon decide to like turn things around and try and make it work um and try to give their marriage a shot which i thought was very very weird uh katie and derek now katie's still upset about the fact that derek has dreams and that how is he going to be doing all these things like writing a Christmas song and, uh, 
re uh, writing a book and doing all this traveling if we want to have kids. Now she's flipping out, making it like basically like either you have your dreams or you're in this relationship, which is a ridiculous thing and <laughs> ultimatum to give to somebody. Uh, I think everybody that watches the show is like team Derek with regards to this, like Katie either isn't interested in him or she really thrives off drama. And I think it might be a combination of the two. Excuse me. Um, so <laughs> Dr. Viviana was like, well, you know, you might not support his dreams, but like, that's the point of being in a relationship is like, even if you don't necessarily support them, like you do it anyway and just fake it till you make it. Um, so then she's basically like, they get back together and they're like, oh, okay, we made this decision to like recommit to each other. And Katie admits, I think was really maybe like her real problems that she's like, I'm afraid that the lifestyle that I want of like having kids right now and really doing the like family marriage thing is not going to be enough for you. And that you're always going to be like, like, I'm going to be keeping you from chasing your dreams, basically. But she doesn't really seem like she wants him to have dreams and she wants to be supportive. It's basically just like, I just need the assurance that, like, you are still in this and that you still want to be with me. Derek has done everything that I think that, like, a person could possibly dream of um, in terms of, like, showing that he's committed to this relationship and like in terms of like wanting to integrate their families with another like wanting to even something as simple as like you know like I want this your dog Jax to be my dog like I think he's doing everything right in terms of like making her feel comfortable I think he's giving her the dreams that she's hoping for and I think she there are some like goals that she thinks that he's not meeting for whatever reason but it's like everybody has to have dreams. Like what kind of loser would you be if you didn't have any ambitions or goals? Like, even if they're like something silly, like I want to write a Christmas song, like that I think is very cute. I don't know, but they're, they're back and fine together. Um, who's another couple? Uh, Oh, Zach and Mindy. Ugh. <sighs> so Finally, 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 somebody holds Zach's feet to the fire. Some One of the experts holds Zach's feet to the fire. Pastor Cal has had enough. He's like, Zach, like, be honest. Please, like, why are you wasting this girl's time? You're not moving in. You haven't moved on in. You seem to have no desire to hang out with Mindy outside of filming. Like, this girl's really invested. Like, what are you doing? Why are you wasting her time? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, Pastor, Pastor Cal's like, honestly, like, they've been encouraging these people, like, for better or worse, like, to just stay together. But even Pastor Cal's like... Why, why are you even doing this? Like nothing that you're, nothing that you're showing shows that you want to be committed to this relationship. So like, just leave. And literally he's like, Zach says like he wants to recommit to this relationship and that he, like, if things ended today, I would be really sad about that. And Cal's like, whatever, dude. He's like, frankly, I'm surprised that you were committing to this at all. And I honestly don't even think that you should bother, <laughs> but he and Mindy, Mindy has a conversation with Viviana in which she tells him about like she he tells her about uh the conversation with Lindsay that Mindy and or excuse me that Zach and Lindsay have had this uh, friendship on the side and you know Viviana is rightfully disgusted and she encourages Mindy to come to Zach with a list of like demands with regard to their relationship in order for her to feel comfortable in moving forward so Mindy and Zach get back together again they have this conversation and Mindy's like honestly like I really was debating whether or not I still wanted to continue this um but she's like you know I have things that are non-negotiable that need to happen in this relationship in order for us to move forward and so she tells him um that they need to spend more quality time together that they can't just be spending time together when they're filming that he needs to tell her um you guys remember last week where he accused her of lying <clears throat> about the whole process and that that was the reason why he uh was not giving his all in this relationship because there was some great lie that she had told her something that she was not being honest about and but also like when Mindy was like okay well what is it he was like oh I don't want to tell you so she was like okay you have to tell me what this alleged lie is um, you have to be here more. You have to move into the apartment. And I think there was something else, but basically it's just like, you have to actually try. And he like, he's like, okay, well he agreed to all of these things, but then we see him come either that night or the next night. He comes, he brings the dogs. He's got a backpack, not luggage, not a suitcase, but a backpack. Um, he, Mindy's feeling ugh, every time <laughs> like he walks in and she melts. She's so excited that like he's making the very minimum effort. So he comes in and he's like, Oh, like this is like right before bed. And so she's like trying to unpack his stuff out of his bag. And he's like, yeah, yeah. She even got toys and food and like treats for the dogs, like as a welcoming gift, which was so sweet. And then like, she's like, okay. Like she's like, Oh, this is going to be like my first night. Uh, sharing the same bed with my husband since the honeymoon and then he pulls out the rug from under her she's like okay like she's like trying to figure out the schedule she's like you know if you I know you wake up early so you know if you need me to walk the dogs or if you want to do this and that before you wake up and like wake me up afterwards like you know very normal conversations he's like yeah 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 so once he uh once it's time for bed, he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go in the other room. 
<sighs> and then again, Mindy's left to sit there looking stupid and wondering why the person that she committed to wants nothing to do with her. He's such a jerk. He is such a jerk. Like you knew there's no way in a chance in hell that he didn't know that like she would probably want to share a room that she really wants to do this whole thing and not just be roommates for him to like, it was just, like cold, really. It was honestly like really cold and weird. I felt really sad for her. It's like getting left at prom or something <laughs> like it, it was just really sad. I'm so sick of Zach. I cannot wait. It seems like from the previews that there's more drama down the pike for them. And I can't wait to see it. Uh, yeah, you guys, I think that will be it for me for today. Like I said, I'll be back with 90 Day Fiance tomorrow. And hopefully I'll have some special guests. I What else? Okay, um, I did, if you guys didn't listen, I did a special Sunday episode recapping the Jackson Brittany wedding with Megan O'Donnell of Bravo Happy Hour. So definitely check her out. Um, also, my interview with Say Bible uh, which is a Kardashian podcast was released. Um, so if you guys want to check that out, it just got, it just dropped today. Um, oh, I am also going to be on Snapback to reality, uh, tomorrow. I believe it comes out on Tuesday and we talked about gallery girls, which I am so, I was so excited about. That was like one of the shows that I've always, always wanted to talk about a bravo one season wonder it's so good so yeah check out uh riley's podcast snap back to reality say bible bravo happy hour um and i think i'm going to be doing another podcast in a couple days but i will announce that when it's confirmed uh but it will be by pumpkin (laughs) with princess uh so yeah y'all um Check me out in these streets, you know, get some rest, unplug, do what you got to do to make yourself happy. Try to, you know, reach out to people who you think might be a little bit lonely or stressed out all the, you know, shout out to all the essential workers that have to do this, who are not nearly getting paid as much as they should be, who are out there, you know, being humans and, and providing us all with food and, you know, hospital care, medical workers, like shout out to you guys. You're doing the real work. It's really like, I will say this is not a situation that I ever want to be in again or want to be in currently, but I think that it's really putting in perspective, like for a lot of people, like the importance of a lot of things in our lives, the importance of the roles that people take in our lives, the importance of like having workers that are doing things. Honestly, like if you guys, um, you know, like even down to like, I work in pet services, like even down to your dog walkers, like if you guys and, and housekeepers and nannies, if you guys have the capability and if you guys are one of the fortunate people to still be, making money the way you have been and you still got your full salaries, but you're at home, like, please either like give these people the work if it's safe for them to do. But if it's not like, and you have the money to continue paying them, like I would really encourage you to do so because there are a lot of people who are being left in a lurch by people coming home and like not needing their services anymore. So if you guys 
have a dog walker and it's safe for them. And if they want to work, like let them do it. And if they don't like slide them a little money, either their full salary or just like a little bit to like get them through because it's hot out here. It's stressful. And a lot of people are wondering where their next paycheck is coming up, how they're going to pay rent. You know, a lot of people, I mean, there's a lot to be said about like savings, but I think nobody could expect to be out of work for question mark amount of time. Like nobody, I don't think anybody should be expected to have prepared for that. Maybe we'll know now, but I don't know. But yeah, so anything that you guys can do, support your local businesses, support your delivery people, tip the fuck out of them if you can. Um, and yeah, let's just all get into that. Like, great American spirit that we talk about that I don't really think existed, but maybe, (laughs) maybe we can, maybe this is a time to reset and start now. All right, you guys, I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you guys for listening. Thank me for speaking. I love you guys so much and I'll talk to you later. Bye.